Welcome to The Ultimate Journey, a podcast on awakening to spirit. Episode 24. Hi, and welcome to The Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DeGenova. Today's episode is Nutrition. You're probably doing it wrong. I know I was, even though I have and am still studying it extensively. I was convinced that I was doing the right thing, or so I thought. My nutritional journey began in an Italian household, or more specifically, in the rich cuisine-centric Italian culture. Food was responsible for everything, from love, guilt, and to reward. Why you no eat? You sick? Oh, you no love me no more? People starving in Africa, eat everything on your plate. You no leave the table if you no do, okay? I remember holding back tears with pain in my stomach and wanting to vomit. As a result, I didn't properly develop the best relationship with food. And it was my mission to find the perfect diet, even though I was led to believe that Italian food had no competition. I ate everything, healthy and junk, no food restrictions for me. Maybe I was being rebellious, but I started feeling that Italian food was boring. I mean, I tried every culture that I could, even learning how to cook each type. I also became a scientist, that is, regarding food and nutrition. I was my own guinea pig and tried every diet under the sun. I didn't become a breatharian, however, where one simply survives on the air and the sun, although I'd be lying if I said I didn't seriously consider it. In my 20s, I was a vegetarian for 7 years, then vegan for 7 days. Or was it 7 minutes? No, that was the fruitarian stage. I did water fasts, lasting 3 days. I grew, ate, and juiced wheatgrass, sunflower greens, and anything that I could sprout. I even soaked almonds in all different types of nuts. And I studied how living foods have higher energy than dead food does. I even made charts of how much life force, yeah, life force prana each food had and vibrated at and how each affected the body differently. You know, I tried seasonal eating. I did macrobiotics. I studied the blood types and how each one needed to eat. You know, I even learned about anti-nutrients, lectins, and all about the plant toxins. Yeah, plants have poisons in them because they don't want to be eaten either. You know, I learned about probiotics, prebiotics, microbiome, leaky gut syndrome, and everything I could. Not only did I ferment fruit and grains to make beer and wine, I brewed plants and dairy to make kombucha, sauerkraut, kefir, and yogurt. Don't stop me now. I also experimented with raw food. This not only included veggies, but eggs, fish, and meat. If the Inuit and Japanese do it, then it's good enough for me. Now, before you judge, say you haven't eaten sushi or beef tartare. Hey, I just wanted to be in sync with nature. I even tried to follow what Jesus ate in the Bible. Did you know that Jesus ate lamb and fish and that Hitler was a vegetarian? Crazy, huh? Next, it was on to all the fad diets, the South Beach, Dr. Duquesne, Dr. Atkins, the cabbage soup diet, the Okinawa and Mediterranean diets, paleo, and whatever you can think of, I probably have done it. Yeah, I was called an extremist for most of my life, and rightly so. But instead, I choose to call it being disciplined. They all failed though. And of course, as usual, I gained all the way back and probably did damage to myself in the process. You know, it wasn't always about losing the weight. It was about to get healthy. The weight, of course, is always a bonus. Then one day I hit the winner. Intermittent fasting and keto. This was the easiest thing that I've ever done. I felt massive energy, clear thinking, mood swings were gone. I never felt hungry and I was losing tons of weight. You know, I thought, this is how our ancestors ate and survived. I found the answer. Well, for two and a half years, it was the best thing. Then life happened. No, I didn't rebound back or binge eat carbs. I've never craved carbs and still don't. Well, maybe that's a lie just now. It was it was stress and I was getting bored of the choices. I also didn't feel right and I still had distension in my upper belly. Not the beer belly, but the diaphragm area. 
That's it, I had it. I mean, no more bullshit. It was time to eat a balanced and natural diet using all the knowledge that I've accumulated over all my lifetime. New start, no sugar, white carbs, wheat, processed foods of any kind, no drive through I even cut out dairy, coffee, and, and every kind of junk food. I drank expensive green tea from Japan, homemade olives, organic dates, figs, and tahini, or tahina. I drank and made kombucha. I made homemade sauerkraut. I had raw organic cocoa beans in, in, the, in the shell that I, as a treat. I ate avocados, raw nuts in the shell, and I'd crack them open as I needed. Or I ate oranges, spinach, kale, Swiss chard. I made those green power smoothies, organic raspberries. I had fresh oysters that I'd shock, you know. I'd even make bone broth and let it simmer for three days. Well, did my tummy distension, bloating, depression, inflammation, mood swings, and the never-ending wipe <laughs> Shh, go away? No. All my life I was plagued with this gut, this like this protruding, you know, in my diaphragm area, this distension, and I was sick of it. I just needed something. I was down. I was really down. I was like, I did everything I possibly could, and nothing worked. You know, I was so disciplined. I did everything right. I said, why even bother anymore? Just eat and be merry and have fun. We're all going to die anyway. And then <laughs> I was recommended to see a certain person by a mutual friend who could help me. So I went to see her and she informed me that everything I was doing <laughs> was contributing to my declining health and vitality. Yep, I was doing it all wrong again. I was actually eating the best of the worst foods for me. In fact, I couldn't have picked the worst foods possible, thinking that they were healthy. But that has all changed. I am deeply honored and excited to introduce my next guest and the woman who finally helped me put all the pieces together. Welcome to the podcast, Nancy. Great to be here. Awesome, awesome. Now, I do my podcast a little differently from others. I like my guests to introduce themselves because they'll do a way better job than I would just reading out a list of credentials. Um, yeah, so, you know, who are you? What do you do? And also, if you can share what got you into this field. Absolutely. Well, first off, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. My name is Nancy Esty, and I am a certified nutritionist with a background in functional nutrition and yoga. And I've been in clinical practice for over 20 years, and I specialize in digestive and hormonal health. But I do have a special interest in autoimmune conditions, including fibromyalgia, which is something that I have personal experience with after I overcame thyroid cancer. And really, it wasn't until they, I experienced firsthand the healing benefits of holistic nutrition that I actually went into private practice. Uh, and 20 years later, I can honestly say that I feel more energetic and more youthful than ever. And I'm almost in my mid-50s. Well, you look great. Wow. Amazing. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's funny. I was uh, talking beforehand when I, um, when I saw your card and your name. I thought, um, it's ST, you said, right? Your last name. Yes. I always think yes. of Estee Lauder all the time. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm more than thrilled to, to have you on this show. And I'm glad you, you agreed to come on and share um, I know we, we are working together, uh, so um, what yes. better way, way to, sh to share, because this uh, podcast is about waking to spirit, it's about being a better person, better integrating all aspects of your life. It's holistic. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I thought I knew nutrition until I met you. <laughs> like I studied yeah, it I, extensively, but no. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can totally relate to your story, Frank, because before I became a, a practitioner and studied the science 
and started applying what I was learning, I was doing the same thing. I, I was really sick for most of my life. And like you sitting at the dinner table in a European family, eating the meals, you know, and with a constant gut ache and it never went away. And that really became my norm. And I felt like this was normal. It wasn't, uh, it was my normal. Right. And all through childhood, into my teens, into my 20s, I never felt great. And so later on, I was diagnosed with cancer. And and even then, going through that process and and the treatment, I still didn't change my ways. I just I was told, you know, we're just going to cut out this piece of your body, give you some radiation and you're good to go. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Everything unraveled from there. And I spent the next 14 years in the worst health of my life. Instead of getting better, I was continuously getting weaker. And like you, I was, I was ravenous when it came to knowledge and I wanted to know everything about herbs and diet and what I should put in my body. And, uh, I learned about homeopathy and herbal medicine and Chinese medicine and acupuncture, shiatsu, chiropractic, energy healing, everything uh, I could get my hands on. I tried, but unfortunately, despite my efforts and the enormous amount of money and time that I spent, none of it was addressing the root cause. Exactly. I mean, we, we looked at it, I mean, cause I'm, I, I relate myself exactly how you, you just spoke, I resonate 100%. I mean, I studied the Meridian Lines. I did, um, I'm a master Reiki th- uh, practitioner, what, all, whatever, blah, blah. There's just labels, right? And mm-hmm. I thought, we both thought, and I want to speak for you, that we could approach it directly, but it's a holistic thing. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And that's the problem. That's the danger with what's going on. And that's going to lead off to my second part of this question is um, how... Um, how do you feel about the, the the whole health and nutrition industry and how it approaches it in general? Like before you answer, I mean, I thought I, I, I would be, like I said, as a scientist, I would just know exactly what happened, why, what levels, enzymes, and, you know, even energetic, energetic that sh- chakras and what, what chakra, what organs are like, I did it all. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I was like the majority of population with you included beforehand. Yes. With... A different viewpoint and the industry supports that and I remember talking right. to you you were saying that the you you don't do certain things on your on your social media because of certain things you want to share with you I mean do you, do you remember when I said that or when you said that to me yes um so well right now the world is upside down and it's a holly whole it's highly volatile on social media and my goal to post information um, about firsthand experiences and successes with clients or the science behind things, sometimes I don't even go there, unfortunately, because I know that it's just going to turn into a battle with people. And I'm not here to defend um, the practice that I have, but really it's more to empower individuals and to allow to to give them back their control and their power yeah you know because we are so disempowered and i think that on social media 
people are looking for a diagnosis constantly and they're looking for a one size fits all. I read on Facebook, you know, <laughs> that I should be doing a keto diet because it's great for everybody, but it, it's not. There is no one size diet that fits all. And so right now, uh, for many reasons, I've just kind of taken a step back from that. Uh, my practice is exploding and I honestly don't even really have the time to manage it at this time. But but really, when it comes to information, it's a, a double-edged sword because too much information, I find, distracts us right. from what we really need to be working on as an individual. Because does this apply to you as an individual? And often we're looking for information and asking Dr. Google <laughs> or Facebook or Instagram to yeah. diagnose us and give us that magic potion, magic pill, right. diagnosis, when the reality is, is that we're all unique and we shouldn't be going to social media for something that's so important for our health without having the care of a trained practitioner who knows your health history and can provide you with perhaps testing to actually find out if this is true for you as an individual. Exactly. So I find that sometimes it, it distracts individuals and it makes it things harder on them and it overwhelms them. And when they're overwhelmed, they can't do anything. Right. It's like any kind of dogmatic uh, belief system that when you're locked into something, you don't have any room or, or peripheral to see anything else. And I mean, I use that, that term Dr. Google all the time. And it's funny that you're, you're saying it too. Like we're, we're each one, no, no snowflake is the same. And that's right. We can't expect that. And I get, you opened my eyes with that, Nancy. It was like, you know, I, I thought, okay, which, and that's going to lead me to another question. Interesting is that, you know, I thought I knew everything and, you know, the protocols that you've, that you, that you're, that you're, um, that you're giving me, depending on where I'm at on a chemical profile That's at right. the time because as you said before everything changes right That's what i'm right. eating now We're, right mm-hmm. um so i'm following but you know everything that i'm doing so far i've done in one at one point in my life or, or another but it didn't it was like i have all these lego pieces all over the floor and i was stepping on them and I'm, i was killing my feet like going ow but i never made that beautiful castle that you are have the template depending on my state now which is mm-hmm. i mean i am so grateful for you and that you're just putting it all together for my unique profile at the moment. Exactly. And you know what? We are a chemistry lab. Our body is a chemistry lab. And, but the body is so amazing and so intuitive and is constantly striving for homeostasis or balance. But the, the reality is, is that you can have two individuals that present with the exact same symptoms, the same complaints, but the treatment plan will be completely different. Yes. Because uh, that individual has their own chemical makeup, their own lifestyle, their own energetic um, path or history. They have their own genetics. Uh, There's many different factors. And I, and I say this all the time is, is, is even if two individuals have the same symptoms, you know, the treatment plan is different and, it, and the path that creates that treatment plan is the testing. You know, I say this all the time, tests don't guess, 
so you can say, well, my, my friend also has this skin rash, migraines, uh, constipation, uh, uh, bloated belly, wants to lose weight. So they did X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to do that too. Right. But you might not get the same results because it's not right for you and not right at that time, at that moment. Yes. And it might even further um, uh, exacerbate the, 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 uh, the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you taught me. Now, the question that I was going to refer to, I jumped a couple of questions because all these are different. Um, And I usually don't do questions. I just, I felt just, I needed to get this proper and I want to keep the fun that we, that we have when we, and because you, you're a pleasure to to be working with. And, you know, people have questioned why I'm paying a professional, you know, let alone drive an hour and a half to see you. From my opening, it's pretty obvious why I am, like, obviously, why I'm, and what you're teaching me. And I'm just, you just give me aha moments all the time. So how would you address this objection and way of thinking, just in general? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? We all need a coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a coach. Even the star athlete needs a coach, right? So even myself as a health practitioner with decades of training and experience, I still need a coach. And the reason being is that it's very difficult to um, to be objective in your own health, especially when you have an uh, enormous amount of knowledge to determine what's true for you at this point in time. And it helps to have a coach to keep you laser focused. And that's really my job is to connect the dots, help you understand what your body requires at this point in time. Right to facilitate the healing and to keep you laser focused so that you can um, continue to move forward, peeling back the layers and then move on to the next step. But often when we're going it alone, we are simply throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. (laughs) Yeah, I just saw a visual of that. Yeah, I I, I didn't use spaghetti myself though. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I find that working with someone can give you the confidence that you need so that, and the clarity that you need so that you can facilitate the actions rather than trying to diagnose yourself. Right. Right. So I always say, leave that up to me. My job is not to diagnose, but rather to assess you as a whole and identify what your body needs at this point in time by addressing the root cause, not the symptoms, but the root cause. Yes. And so working with a trained practitioner who operates that way, who functions that way, can help you really move forward quickly because that way you you can focus on the healing, what you need to do in your day-to-day. You can implement the healthy habits that I'm teaching you rather than focusing on the science behind it. Absolutely. Because it's too much, it's too much, right? Yes. It's overwhelming and then it's a distraction. Yep. I, I you know, I'm guilty of all the above. And also mm-hmm. too, coming to see you, and then you know doing doing the the remote calls as well, and you know, you know, uh, investing in the exchange, which is more than more than worth it. It also gives me accountability because I'm actually um, investing in it. Like just like Absolutely. I've never been a gym goer. I did it once, and I never went. And I'm saying I'm not going to do this. So when I did have my my phases of working out, I had the self motivation to go downstairs and and work out. And I didn't like the whole gym environment. But the thing is, 
I had that drive and accountability for me to do it myself. But with with the with the with the uh, nutritional part of it, I thought I knew what I needed to know, and that was my sense of I don't need anybody and I don't need the motivation. But man, what a wake up call with that! And yeah, and you know, when I'm doing my my morning um, um, uh, ritual, my my morning routine that you t- you know how I take it always mm-hmm. to the next level, right? <laughs> I'm actually doing. More work than I should, but it's okay. Um, when I have to cut those things, I'm not. When I'm, we're not going to share any, any any medical or procedure here. That's what people have to come see you for. Sometimes I'm like, ah, forget it. I'll just skip this day. You know, I've only skipped one day since I've in June since I've seen you doing this. That's and, amazing. Yeah, I think so. And it's arduous. Like it's, I gotta, I gotta do this stuff. I'm like, but I thought, no, I'm paying for this. And you know, I see some supplements there. I'm like, no, I gotta do it. And I go right back. And my old pattern of complacency and being apathetic, no. And I just little nudges, actually it's a big nudge. Now, and it gives me the accountability. Now I want to get back to the spaghetti sticking on the wall. Yes. Um, I'm going to change the word spaghetti to poo. And it's okay. all about the poo, isn't it? Absolutely. Right? Um, as Shrek always <laughs> says. Pardon me? Better, as Shrek always says, better out than in. Right. Right. <laughs> but so, so I often have this conversation with all of my clients, including my seven-year-old daughter. And so I highly suggest our listeners to take a moment to take a look back in the toilet after you go to the washroom and see what's there. And, and this is a really great tool for you to identify changes in your health because what's coming out in your stool or what's not coming out mm. is a really great indicator of your gut health. Right. Right. And so as the gut becomes irritated or inflamed or maybe you're bo- bloated or gassy and you might notice that your stool's are loose. You, mm-hmm. and that might feel normal to you. Just like as a child, you know, I lived with a stomach ache for probably 20 years. To me, that was normal. I was so constipated. I used to have a bowel movement once or twice a week. To me, that was normal. Wow. But there's nothing normal or healthy about, and I don't even really like using the word normal, but it's not healthy for my body to have a bowel movement once or twice a week. Right. And, and ideally, you know, our stool should be about the size or the, rather the shape of a banana. Okay. okay. So it should be, uh, you know, about the shape of a banana, banana, maybe one and a half size length in that uh, should be about two and a half to three inches in diameter. Nice full stools, medium brown, curl up in the bowl like a like an S, half of the stool in the bowl, half the stool out of the bowl. If you find it's loose or there's um, urgency, then that's a sign of inflammation in the digestive tract. Wow, yeah. If you find that the stools are pale in color, yellow and floating, then that's a sign of bile insufficiency, which is a necessary part of our digestive system and our immune health. Right. So the stool can give you a lot of information uh, in terms of volume and frequency, size, shape, color, everything. So it is a conversation that I have with my clients ongoing right? so that it's a great way for you at home to notice, okay, before I came in and started applying this protocol, this is how I was. Now that I've been making these changes over this last couple of weeks, this is how my stool is changing. And and that's a really great indicator that it's working. Right. That's like, go see Nancy. You can talk shit. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. you know your shit too. Um, yeah. And and the thing is, is um, most people are grossed out about it. Like they just, you know, I see this whole, um, this whole. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, we were talking about, you know, when you're kids, you make up stories, but you hear one story and you and you can play broken telephone. I remember they said, oh, if you ever. Um, um, uh, sign up to be a cop. They'll give you a psychological test. It's like, do you know? Look, do you look back on? Do you take a look at your your poo when you when you take like you know when you take a poo? Do you look back at it? Why? Why not? Like, you hear these stories. So I always thought that you know, looking at your poo is some kind of psychological messed up. Like, oh, being fascinated with your fecal matter. But I mean, I've I don't look at it all the time. I just when I don't feel like um, exiting the proper way, I'll take a look and I'll see and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I also know even if it floats, as you say, it doesn't float and all that stuff. And I remember one time, I remember asking, like, how come it was so light? I mean, and then you told me it was because of the bile. I'm like, okay. So now, um, not only poo, but what really was the game changer for me, Nancy, what really made me say, Frank, you don't know anything, even though you think you know. I mean, I wrote, I wrote about it in my, both my books that I wrote about nutrition. And I thought, okay, I'm, I've got, I'm disseminating amazing information, which is still valid. But it's not into the um, syntax that it needs to be for each individual person. Like, it's not a blanket. But what gave me a, a really aha moment that it's like, you don't know anything, Frank, is when I saw my blood. Blood right. and poo. This is like a, a horror movie, you know, blood and poo. But it's not. The horror is the failing health that these two, when neglected, neglected or not um, um, observed, can cause horror in the body. Well, one of the things um, that you were able to do with me is when you came into the office, we took a look at your blood. And essentially what that means is using a sterile device. I took a sample of blood from your fingertip, put it on uh, under the microscope, a high power clinical microscope, and allowed you to have a snapshot inside your body, right? So you were able to observe your red blood cells, your white blood cells, the platelets, the plasma, the environment in which your blood is inside your body on a slide. And right. it's just and it moves about just like it would in your body. And so this is a really great tool that I've been using for over 20 years. Uh, I remember the first time I saw it, I was blown away. Right, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and I just said to myself, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and lo and behold, I... I trained for it and Amazing. I've been doing it for over 20 years. So I literally have seen thousands and thousands of blood pictures and no two blood pictures are alike. Like the snowflake. So this is right. And so this is what I, I'm trying to, you know, um, explain is that without having the knowledge, uh, the assessment of looking inside your body to see how your current lifestyle, how your current nutrition or whatever eating plan, diet, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're doing, you don't know whether it's really working for you or not without actually having some tools uh, such as the dark field microscopy. So dark field microscopy, I take a single drop of blood from your finger and look at it and we're assessing the shape of your red blood cells, uh, how they move about, whether they aggregate and clump or not, what's going on in the plasma in the background, what the immune system looks like. And we can see things like indications of a need for vitamin B12, uh, folic acid, uh, iron, vitamin C, um, minerals, 
how your liver is working, your gallbladder, your kidneys, toxicity, whether there's excess yeast, fungus, bacteria, parasites. Uh, we can get an indicator of how well your nervous system is working with regards to your adrenal glands. Wow. If there's a, a, a suggestion of a thyroid imbalance, heavy metals, lymphatic congestion, a whole bunch. Incredible. And so... This isn't a diagnostic procedure, but really it provides insight and it's a snapshot of your current nutritional status. And then it creates a roadmap. So if based on what we see, there's an indication that perhaps additional testing is warranted, then we have that conversation and I'll say, hey, Frank, you know, maybe when was the last time you saw your family doctor? You know, have you had a physical? Have you had any blood work done? Perhaps we check. A, B, and C, right? So then we have a value. Then we have a true marker. Right. Or if there's other types of uh, things we see in the blood and based on your concerns and your health history, I might suggest that we do something called urinary organic acid testing. That's the old or, thing, right? Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Yes. And, and this is really the gold standard in functional medicine and an excellent tool that, again, it's a sample of urine that you know, you ship off to the lab in the United States and it comes back and it gives you excellent information. And again, it's a roadmap about your journey and about what your needs are as an individual rather than what Dr. Google says. Right. Or yeah, face, doctor, yeah, Facebook exactly. says, right? So it really does change the course and the trajectory of your health, right? Because now you have something concrete. So I always start with the dark field microscopy, if a client can come into the office. Uh, otherwise, the sessions are done virtually, which can be done anywhere. But uh, it's a really great tool. Yeah, no, I, when I saw the, the, the terrain of my blood, I'm like, I didn't know what I was looking at. But, you know, you inform me of certain, certain um, um, landmarks mm -hmm. or markers. I'm like, wow. And intuitively, I thought, damn, I'm going to get my shit together. Like, I looked at yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really motivating and empowering. Oh, it's yeah. Not to look at it as, well, what's wrong with me? That's not what it's about. It's rather, it's about where do we need to focus our attention so that you can experience true benefits? Like you'll notice in a week to two weeks, yeah, a difference in how you feel. Oh my God, in, if, in two months. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and if it's specific to you, again, it's, it's not doing the throwing the spaghetti at right. the wall to see what sticks, but rather what's going on with you as an individual right now. Yeah. And then later on, we can retest your blood because your blood has a lifespan of about 120 days. So that means that you can change, completely change your health, you know, 25% each month. That is insane. I mean, I know within two months, I was almost like where I was in, in a year of keto, and mm -hmm. getting back to keto, that's why I said two months. I mean, I, I noticed the effects within the first week. Um, right. But, you know, I thought, okay, it came in, I'm doing keto because it, you know, it reduced my inflammation, it reduced all this stuff. But you, you showed me how I was damaging certain parts of myself by doing the keto. So when Dr. Google or the, you know, ketoman.com, whatever, says this is like as a, as a, as a, as a one size fits all, it could be dangerous. It can, it can be really be dangerous, but there's, there's two sides to it. One is whether you decide to be vegan, vegetarian, paleo, pegan, keto, <laughs> yeah. whatever, yeah. Uh, whatever type of diet 
you decide is something you want to try as an individual, it may provide you with some short-term benefits because perhaps it's pushing you away from processed food. Maybe it's encouraging you to eat more whole food, right? right. Cooking at home and drinking more water and, 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 and it starts to change your lifestyle, which I'm all for. Great. Yes. But then, but then if you're presenting now, the clients that come to me have often had chronic health issues for decades. Like literally I've had a woman who didn't get out of bed for 20 years, 20, 20 years. She was in chronic pain. She had zero quality of life and lived her life from her, her bedroom. And she wasn't, you know, very old. Wow. She had a family that she couldn't enjoy. And, and so if that person decided to follow Dr. Google and go on a ketogenic diet, it would have destroyed her Yeah, because her body, based on what was going on with her, what we observed under dark field microscopy, that didn't suit her because it would have actually fueled the fire right. and it would have made her worse. She might've noticed short term, oh, okay, I feel a little bit better, but then well, wait a minute, I'm actually not getting any better. You know, a month goes by or two months goes by and you're like, well, how come I, it's not working for me right. like it did uh, Susie on Facebook? Yes. Well, that's what happened to me. I felt great for a while. And then it's like, no. And then you, you know, and that's the whole thing. Like people have to understand this. And, you know, that this leads me into my next question. Do you have any, did you want to finish off that thread, Nancy? Are you okay with that? Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to say is that it's not that I'm anti-keto or anti-vegetarian or anti-vegan. I, I believe through both personal experience and professional experience that there is no one diet that fits all. That really we need to take a look at what can our body digest? What can it assimilate? How well are we pooping? How mm-hmm. well are we detoxifying? You know, how do we feel overall? And do we have other major health concerns or maybe we're on certain medications? So we have to take a look at it as an individual and determine what's right for me rather than trying to find a label to force yourself to fit into a, a model right? Um, because it's trendy perhaps. And then, and, and the thing is, is that that changes, right? That can change. So as your body starts to heal, maybe eating a lower carb diet is going to make you feel good going forward now that your gut is healed. Right. Right. So it changes. And if you say, okay, well, I'm feeling really good. I'm seeing the markers in my blood changing. I'm seeing my blood picture has changed. I retested my urinary organic acids and all the markers are in balance. I feel awesome, but I really do enjoy eating a plant-based diet. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, because your body right? is is attuned to like it's it's healed, so it can it be more flexible metabolism, flexible um 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 adaptation for it. Because I mean, if the motor's broken, if the computer board is broken, you can't process properly. Right, and right? And, and at the end of the day, it's you are what you digest, you are what you assimilate, and ultimately, I think that we can all agree, and and hopefully, the listeners would agree with this, is that we really ultimately want to get our nutrients from our food. Ultimately, right? that's yes. And, it, and, and, and the only way that's going to happen is if your gut is happy. If your gut <laughs> happy is, gut. Right? And, and, you know, when your gut is happy, you're pooping every day, there's no inflammation, you're feeling really great, you don't have aches and pains, 
or a leaky gut or compromised immune system, then that's a, that's a good thing. Then you can extract the nutrients from your food. Absolutely. Right? And, and absorb it. Right. And the thing is, that was one of the, the, the hesitations I had too. It's like, oh, I don't want to be on, on, a, on, a, on a slew of supplements because I believe that God, nature, universe has provided plant and animal for those who want to go against vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. Because there's no soluble fats that we should we should have too. But anyway, that's another whole another topic. Is that I don't want to be stuck on supplements. And as you that's said right. to me before, supplements. Um, you could if you're low on 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 vitamin C or D, and you're taking supplements, you're you're looking at it at a, an allopathic way. It's not a holistic way because what's what's causing you not to digest or assimilate the vitamin C? There could be another factor happening. So that's what you exactly. address. Exactly. So, so it's, it's a, it's the pill for an ill analogy, right? So I often will work with a client who says, well, I'm always low in iron and I'm always low in B12. So I'm going to be taking it for the rest of my life. And my question to you is why? (laughs) Why are you low? And, and, and the goal is not to just take a pill for every ill, but rather to connect the dots, work backwards and find out what is causing this. Let's treat the cause of that so right. that you're not constantly popping pills. So supplements are there are just that, in addition to an appropriate eating plan for you at this point in time and help to facilitate that healing. Right. But then many of those remedies are taken away, right? Once that area has been addressed, we can now move on to the next. And there's, it's, there's a, pro, a process to that healing. Yep. Right. And so <clears throat> then you'll find that whatever if you just say, well, you know what, I'm I feel that I don't want to eat a lot of fish. Um, I have a history of X, Y, Z in my family and and perhaps uh, for eye health or cardiovascular health or great hair, skin and nails. I need to take a fish oil supplement because I just don't eat fish. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then I say, go for it. But to, but to take that um, because, you know, again, going back to the Dr. Google said to, or I have to take this for the rest of my right. life because I have arthritis, maybe not. Maybe we need to work on combating that inflammation right. at the root so that maybe you don't need to take that and you can get your omega-3s from your diet. Exactly. And that's just like the, the Eastern uh, approach to medicine. Holistic, it's a holistic. It's, you know, we don't just treat the symptoms. We go to the cause of Absolutely. why it happens. And this, is, this doesn't just go with acupuncture, uh, Reiki or healing, or it goes with nutrition, with everything. Now, food is interesting because it can be a toxic drug or a medicine, Right. That's right. Unlike yeah. drugs, we need food to survive, so we just can't abstain from eating, and that's the, that's 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 a slippery slope. Because um, that's my question for you: is what's your advice um, uh, to control this? Like, because I mean, there's also an emotional aspect. There's addictive qualities to it. So, how do we use something that we need to survive and not let it be our drug, our toxic drug? Can, can you kind of put your five hundred so, cents on that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I understand your point correctly, Frank, you know, food is obviously a social aspect, right? Mm, as well. Food, food uh, feeds an emotional yes. uh, area for us, right? Especially so Italians. <laughs> sub, right. And, and 
you know, I was reading a woman's uh, intake form yesterday and she said, when, one of my questions is when you're, when you're experiencing stress, what do you do? Like, how do you cope with that? And hers was eating. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so this is when we, uh, and she struggled with her weight her whole life. And, and so my approach for this person is rather than telling her, don't eat the chips. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Stop snacking at night. That's not helpful. Right. 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 Exactly. Instead, instead, what we focused on is I tested her blood sugar and found that she was hypoglycemic and her blood tests from her doctor showed she was hypoglycemic. Yes. And this and and there was an indicator that her adrenal glands were quite taxed and overworked. And so she had a hard time regulating blood sugar. Mm hmm. So rather than telling her not to eat certain things because when she's stressed, she goes to these things, sweet and salty, instead, we look at, again, the root cause. We're a chemistry lab. So I look at from a chemistry perspective right. in that if we balance her blood sugar and the stress hormones through our food, through adaptogenic herbs or herbal teas, there's many, many ways, then she'll be less likely to be snacking and having that emotional eating. Right. And then I also work on ensuring that my client gets a really good night's sleep. Sleep right? is so huge, yeah. It's when we if, heal, if right? We're, if, yeah, and so a good night's sleep means uninterrupted sleep, deep sleep where you're dreaming, remembering your dreams, and waking up rested. And when we do that, again, our hormones are more imbalanced during our waking hours, which again will prevent us from eating the things, the, having that addictive eating, the binge eating, the cravings for fatty foods, fast foods, uh, chocolate, salty. You know, there's reasons why we go to these things. Oh, yeah. And it's not just a, an emotional thing, but there is a science behind it. So as a practitioner, I look at the science behind it and try to address the chemistry. And exactly. that often will um, alleviate that. And just quickly, I have a seven-year-old daughter and she has a ravenous appetite. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> right? And, and so she'll eat dinner and then immediately like, I'm hungry. It's like, well, you're not hungry. You're, you're yeah. thirsty. You're ah, thirsty. Ah, yes, yes. Right. So I've been teaching her at a very young age that she has to drink two glasses of water before she gets more food. It's, that's amazing. That's a good uh, pattern. To, right. Uh, kinda, so yeah. often our signals are, are confused. We confuse the signal for hunger. Right. With thirst. Right? With thirst. So I, I often recommend, well, drink some water, wait 20 minutes and see if you still really want that. And I can tell you from personal experience with my daughter, 99% of the time, she's like, well, I don't really want that now. Amazing. And like, that just happened again yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, you, of course you don't want it because you're thirsty. And those neurological <laughs> pathways are going to be kind of set. So when she's, that's, right. that's her first instinct and it's like, okay, I'll just drink some water or have a tea or whatever. And Absolutely. She won't. And I mean, yeah, I mean, instead of me water when I was younger, <clears throat> excuse me, I was, I was, sm- I used to smoke two packs plus a day of cigarettes. So wow. when I was hungry, it was a coffee and a cigarette and I was fine, right? Yes. And it suppresses your appetite. Right. And you know, that's mm-hmm. why I'm going to quit smoking like 30 pounds, bang like that. Now, 
it's interesting because when I did the outline of our our our, our meetup today, our our, our our podcast, it's funny because not funny. I shouldn't I shouldn't even question this. Is that everything that I've written down? We kind of like you intuitive. I know I know I feel like you're intuitive, very intuitive. It just leads into the next question. It's like, wow, this is great. So <laughs> my, my my next question actually is, what patterns or struggles do you see? with those um, you work with? Like, you know, how do they self-sabotage themselves? Or, I mean, you know, as I said uh, in in one of my books, I don't know, I don't think it was my books, but you cannot fight, you can't beat hormones. When your hormones are telling you something, you can do all the willpower in in the world. Like I was, I kind of like, when I did all these protocols, like I did the Body for Life, I did all these things. I was like so strict. People were like, like, you're a freak. How do you... But I was so locked, stubborn, it's probably doing damage that, you know, um, I didn't have certain things. But when you're craving something, I, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. I don't even remember what I asked you, but you know what's going on. So Hormones. Yes. Absolutely. You can't fight your so, hormones. So how do, how do people self-sabotage themselves? And you hit, it, hit the nail on the head, Frank. And, and as I said before, we are a chemistry lab. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's our hormones that dictate everything. 100%. What we think, what we feel, how we respond, what we crave, how well we sleep, where we store body fat, whether we lose body fat, the quality of our hair, skin, and nails, uh, how youthful we feel, everything is hormonal. I know. Right? So when if, a, if a, one of our listeners is saying, well, you know, I've tried everything. And nothing works. I'm good for a week and then that's it. Right. Again, one of the first things that I take a look at for that person, there's two key areas and I already touched upon it. One is blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So if, if our blood sugar is unregulated, meaning that we're experiencing too many highs or too many lows or both, then we're on a roller coaster ride. Oh God, yeah. And I can tell you that's not a fun ride. Nope. And when you go down, it actually mimics symptoms of depression, yeah. right? Yeah. So so there's that emotional component again. So now people are, if your blood sugar is not regulated and you go down too low, say you wake up in the morning, you decide you're just gonna have a cup of coffee or a bagel or nothing at all. And if you if your nervous system is already taxed uh, or your gut health is not optimal, many reasons, but that blood sugar is now going to go down. And if you wait too long, say it's 12 o'clock and you decide to wait to eat, that blood sugar has gone down so far. And if it goes down too low, you're going to feel lightheaded, irritable, brain foggy. You might get the shakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had clients who faint. And then when that happens and you're not feeling so great, your adrenal glands have to secrete cortisol. Right. Another stress uh, hormone. hormone to yeah. stress hormone that is actually a good hormone yeah. in it gets moderate a better amounts. Up. Yeah, exactly. And then the cortisol will bring that back up. But for some individuals, it can't bring it back up. Right. And then they, yep. just like my client I was working with yesterday. So she has low blood sugar. And that will lead then to other cravings and whatnot. So it's the dysregulated blood sugar, whether it's too high, too low, or both, right. that will self-sabotage. Because now 
you maybe an individual has been on a calorie restrictive diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're cutting back their calories. Maybe they're following a point system or whatever. And now what they've done is that they're trying to restrict eating and not necessarily looking at the science behind keeping their blood sugar regulated and feeling satisfied, walking away, feeling satiated later on that evening, they're sitting on the couch watching their favorite show in their favorite chair. And what do they want to do? Eat. <laughs> yep. So now they've self-sabotaged and then they beat themselves up and they feel guilty. And like, yep. why am I doing this? I'm such a failure. I feel terrible. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's going to be better. And then the same thing happens. So blood sugar is one. The second thing to address to the listeners is the sleep. And I already touched upon that because it, for every hour of sleep, that you get before 10 p.m. at night is equates to two hours of sleep before before midnight, okay? And the thing is, is when we sleep, this is when the brain takes out the trash. This is when your hormones come in. They're like shift workers, okay? And so they're going to come in every couple of hours. And if you're not asleep, well, then that hormone can't come in and do its job. Right, exactly. and then the next hormone can't come in because everything's all, all out of whack now because you're awake, you're on uh, Facebook or you're gaming or you're watching a TV show and you're resisting going to sleep. Well, now your stress hormones are elevated. Your cortisol's too high and that's going to keep you uh, from having that good sleep. Sure. And it leads to and adrenal you, burnout too, adrenal burnout yeah, as well. Absolutely. And, and so when you wake up in the morning... Now those stress hormones or cortisol is too high. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to crave carbs. You're going to crave starch. You're going to crave sugar. You're going to crave caffeine and stimulants. Right. And and you'll be irritable all day. You know, exactly. And that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, getting back to what you said earlier about, you know, sitting on the couch eating. I find that, you know, when I was at my heaviest and people that have struggled with, with extra weight on their body, it's not because of a lack of discipline. In yeah. fact, I find that people that are um, struggling obesity or just they have more discipline in a way, but then they just hit a wall and then they just say, forget it. They they yeah. just they binge it, well, you know. It's not their fault. No, it's it's I've you said that. that you said it before. You know, it's what you it's what you don't know, and and the reality is is that there's more going on behind the scenes. It's not that you're lazy. It's not like, oh, you're just, like you said, don't have the discipline. Right. It's that your, your hormones are controlling things, right? And you can tell yourself, you can have willpower, but willpower only lasts so long. Mm-hmm. And then say you, you know, you go to work and you have a bad day. Well, then to help with the willpower, you're going to go home and drink that wine. You're going to eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. And you're going to self-sabotage and hate yourself. And then the next day, feel awful about it. So vicious cycle. My, yeah. So my advice really is first to, you know, cut yourself some slack in the sense that it's not your fault that maybe you're, you haven't been able to stick to anything. Yeah. Right. There's a reason for it. And the reason is that no one's probably addressed yes. your hormones. And when you do dress the hormones, it, it makes life so much easier. It does. I mean, you know, especially, and I'm, you know, my age here, I mean, I mean I'm in my 50s now and I'm meeting, obviously, you know, there's women in my life that I have friends and just people that are going through the change. And 
until you get a certain age is when people realize, and not just specifying women, but just in men too, because we get hormonal stuff too. Women and men at a certain age realize that hormones, hormones are a real thing and they're serious. And then they start yeah. becoming uneducated. Like I know myself, we did, we, we established that, you know, my serotonin is not the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought all my life, all my life, I thought I struggled and I, I suffered from depression. I may, I may have struggled, struggled for it, but since I've been eating better since keto, actually, and I, I'm not going to put keto in, in the dungeon right now, but since I've been eating cleaner and better, um, abstaining from, you know, toxins and toxicities and my moods are like, I don't get depressed and I'm, I'm not really drinking anymore. So I don't get and stay into that dark, dark place. And interesting, right. you know, when I used to go, I still do sometimes when I go to the drive through and I eat something, it could be a day later, it could be an hour later or two days later, I get depressed. And, and that, that food, I'm convinced that food has destroyed something or, you know, some hormone is off and I feel like depressed. It affects you. Yeah. So it's interesting. You mentioned serotonin, which is a fa- is a neurotransmitter. Okay. That's so, different from hormone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fancy word for a hormone. <laughs> and so serotonin, did you know 90% of it is produced in your gut? Yes. Read my book, create, a, create the life you desire. <laughs> it's in there. So, so when 90% is produced in your gut, so if you're eating certain things that are perhaps disrupting the microbiome mm-hmm. within your gut, then you are decreasing the ability to produce more serotonin. Gotcha. Right? And then the other thing is, is that um, certain foods create an inflammatory response, which again inhibits the ability to produce certain hormones and neurotransmitters. Yes. And then... Again, you know, as I mentioned, there's uh, cortisol, uh, there's insulin. And then the other thing is, you know, all hormones work together. They're not independent of one another. It's a symphony. It's an orchestra. It, it is a symphony. And so, or even as I use an analogy of a baseball team, mm-hmm. right? So there's a, probably at least 17 different hormones that are at, at play when it comes to uh, what we talked about, self-sabotage or difficulty in losing weight or living with anxiety and depression. You know, there's a lot of hormones that are at play. And when women, and even men, but women, when they go through uh, perimenopause and menopause, yeah. that's when the hormones fluctuate the greatest. Yes. And those fluctuating hormones, when one declines, other hormones are then thrown out of balance because the body still wants to produce it, but it can't make enough of it. So it has to steal it from another hormone. So then this is why they all work together. And if one is off, many are off. So it's important to work with someone that's trained to understand how that symphony works rather than the analogy of a pill for an ill. If I have anxiety, I take an anti-anxiety pill. If I can't sleep at night, I'm going to take a sleeping pill. If I have a thyroid disorder, I take a thyroid pill. If I have depression, I take a depressive, antidepressant. That's not really addressing 
um, that symphony. No, and unfortunately, that's modern medicine for you. And, you know, it's almost like we're in denial of addressing why we're in that space, in that state. And Mm -hmm. it's like taking, Mm -hmm. it's like doing drugs, drinking, watching TV, being avoidance, thrill seeking, looking for that next dopamine hit. It's all distracting the cause of why we are avoiding something. And then we do that with medicine, with food, with everything. Right, Amazing. Right. Wow. We're, um, we're getting close to the end of the show. And I just feel like we can talk for hours and hours and hours. And I'd love, I'd love maybe to have you on again sometime in the future. It'd be awesome. You know? I would love it. You know, we've always had a great uh, time talking with each other. I know we have a, a very similar mindset, which is amazing yeah. uh, to, to uh, connect with other like-minded individuals. And I really hope that our listeners were able to take something away from today's uh, podcast and perhaps, you know, realize that, you know, you don't have to feel the way that you feel right now, you know, that there are real reasons for perhaps the extra weight or the bowel irregularities or the sleep issues or skin issues or whatever may be going on with you. Uh, Do yourself a favor and, reach out to someone that can help you, uh, a trained professional, rather than going it alone. Because going it alone is too hard. Oh, listen to my intro again, right? I mean, I I was like the, the master of, of, of information seeking and applying it. And, you know, I'm thinking, I know so much about this. I know how enzymes work and, and energy of food and like, and still why? Because... It doesn't, you know, you have to have somebody who's going to be a mentor, as you said, as a coach. And I don't know if, how you feel about uh, if people want to go to your, I mean, I don't know if you're, you said you're, you're, you're busy and you never say no to more business and helping more people. But if you're, um, if you'd like to share your, at least your website, or if you want to have yeah, more, more absolutely. Um, people to call well, I you. I do for, offer, I, yeah, as yeah, I do offer a free 15 minute phone consultation with anybody. So the best way to find me is to visit my website. Perhaps uh, Frank can put it in the links below. I'm at www.nancy.com sd.com that's e-s-t-e and there on my website you can book a free uh, phone consult so we can have an opportunity to chat and I can learn more about your story and where you're coming from and find out whether or not we are the right fit and if not then perhaps I can point you in the right direction so I think that that's the best place to start I do offer virtual consultations worldwide uh, and phone consultations. And then if anyone is in the greater Toronto area, uh, I'm located in the Kawartha Lakes. Uh, and uh, I do offer in-office sessions and for live blood cell analysis or dark field microscopy. Other type of testing can be done through mail and at home. So there's lots of ways to support you even during um, these times. You don't have to always be face-to-face. But uh, yeah, I would love to hear from your listeners. And um, there's nothing that excites me more than to talk to people and see if I can help. And, and that to me is uh, a testament of your, your, your code, your ethics is that, you know, you, you see if you can work with somebody because I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to you know, get the, the payout and stuff. No, if, if you don't work, if you're not going to be a match, you have the integrity not to work with them. Absolutely. And, and, that, and I can refer you, you know, it, right. it needs to be the right fit. It has to be the right fit for both parties to be successful. Yes. Uh, You know, I want it to be fun. I want my clients to feel empowered. I want them to feel inspired and excited and, and confident 
right. in doing what they're doing, right? I want you to walk away feeling confident. And that's really my mission. And so, you know, perhaps we're the right fit and maybe not. You know, I, I do tend to work more with women. I do take on some males like yourself, uh, but primarily I, I do work with women. I do work with kids. Uh, and then I work with the spouses, of the women yeah. that I work with. That's a factor as well. You know, yeah. if their partners are happy, their life is happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, you can a lot of things like that. Nancy, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Just thank you so much for joining me and uh, being part of this uh, amazing um, episode of Nutrition. And you are, um, so you want to say bye and just, I guess, say bye. And- yeah. Well, thanks again for having me. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I hope to chat with you again. Awesome. You have been listening to the Ultimate Journey Awaken to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DeGenova. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. And you can also visit my website. The Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit.com. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.